Hey guys, you're listening to Talk Space with Jen and Quee. I'm your girl, Jen. And I'm your girl, Quee. And this is our Safe Space podcast where we talk about all things life, from professions to family, love, laughter, and hot topics. And all the things in between, but from my perspective, of course. So welcome. Thank you. Go ahead, grab your favorite drink, have a seat, and let's just chat. Hey, girl. Hey. Hey. <laughs> Listen, this is the energy I need all the time. Yes. We haven't even y'all said anything yet. I know, but the Hey, Girl, Hey was there. Okay, y'all couldn't see me, but I did a jig. Okay, just know she is available. <laughs> Mind your business. Lord, people are going to stop listening to us because of all the shenanigans. Or maybe they'll stay no, they, because of the shenanigans. No, people love the shenanigans. Honestly, I feel like at this point, that's all these people want is the shenanigans. Y'all want me to give y'all the tea? What oh, tea? No, I'm just joking. What are you talking Ain't no about? Tea. I was just, I was being messy, girl. I was oh, trying to get them peeped in. Listen, you know I just got a little anxious because we had a whole hour and a half conversation before we started recording. And I was like, what I tea seen you get scared. What's your, what's your heart beating for? What's your heart beating for? It's not. I just needed to know if I needed to send a text message to warn some people that some stuff was going to get said or not. Listen, when it gets to that, we ain't sending no more text messages. My mama got a text message that was it. <laughs> Nobody else ain't getting no text messages. You hear how I drop. You got something to say, hit my DM. I might not respond. Guys, I don't know why she turned into a Texas gangster right now. I really don't. I don't know where it came from. I don't know why it happened. It's, but she's lit. It's good vibes only, okay? I'm claiming all good things. It's it's the summertime. I'm unemployed for the next three days. Listen. Listen, if you didn't know, your girl got a new job, okay? I'm feeling myself a little bit. A lot of it. You disrespectful. I ain't even about to go there with you. But rightfully so. Feel yourself. Y'all, your girl been working her ass off. Y'all hear me? And I'm fixing ready to sit back. She fixing ready to sit back. We're not you heard what I said. Why are you always trying to connect? <sighs> because I try to spell things out in my head. Y'all, Jen trying to get my pressure up this evening. You said, you heard what I said. I'm fixing ready to. That's what I said. And it was one word. Don't space it out. Oh, I need my inhaler. And I don't want, I don't want nobody from New York in the comments asking me how to spell it. Cause I don't need no. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even, I can't even say that correctly. Anyway. No, you said it wrong. No. You said it wrong. I don't need no. I'm, I'm gonna pass. That's not ain't no lesson. ain't no e in it. It ain't no e in it. I, what? I don't need no. That's it. It ain't no. <laughs> That's not my calling. Uh, I'm gonna stick to what I know. <laughs> we have lanes. We should stay in them. Agreed. <laughs> that is yours. Agreed. Enunciation is mine. And I'll drink to that. We're not gonna talk about the slurred speech that's happening over there right now. Oh no! Am I slurring my speech? Hold up. Yes. Let me get right, y'all. And we're back. You're good? We're back. I'm good. We thought that it'd be a really great idea to just kind of talk about Juneteenth. I think this year, let's say last year and this year, there's been a lot more buzz around Juneteenth than there has been previously. (laughs) I wish you could see. 
I tried to hold it in, but I couldn't. Ow. I low-key want you to leave this in the episode. You can cut out, like, the laughter part <laughs> of you laughing around Juneteenth. But, y'all, I'm going to say this. If you haven't, y'all hear me on my gin, right? I'm trying to enunciate words. If you have not tried out the Aldi brand wine, sweet blueberry, you miss it out. Go ahead and sponsor us, Aldi. We need it. You can get y'all can send me just free wine. I I get paid in wine. I'm fine with that. <laughs> Pay me in wine. I gotta go to Aldi tomorrow to get four more bottles anyway, so it don't even matter. She specifically wants the blueberry Pacific. What is it? Fruit vineyards. Yeah, but blueberry only come out in the summertime. But y'all can send me any of the flavors because I got them all right over there in the cupboard. She, <laughs> she really just wants the stockpile. She's like a hoarder when it comes to this kind of wine. She just wants it available when it's out of season so she doesn't have to worry about anything. Thanks. Okay. All right, back to your regularly scheduled programs. Wait, hold on. So if anyone wants to sponsor a child, <laughs> please sponsor Quee with wine. Just saying. And just for clarification, I'm not an alcoholic, y'all. I don't drink every day, but let me tell you, when a girl get, get her wine going... <laughs> When it get going and flowing. Control, alt, sip. Period. Just like that. All of those. Put it all in steps. I like that. I like that. That's going to be my motto for the weekend. If y'all follow my Love My Flaws page, listen. If you see me on there doing stuff, I ain't got no business. My business. <laughs> and just my in case you didn't understand what she said because she was slurring her speech. She said, mind your business if you follow you her Love My Flaws page. <laughs> You're not going to disrespect me on this podcast this evening. Y'all, I'm really... Okay, come on. Let's get serious because I'm, I'm about to get buzzed in about two minutes. Okay. She was buzzed two minutes ago. But, so, we thought it would be a good idea to just kind of talk about Juneteenth, talk about what it is. Again, because there's been a lot of buzz about around Juneteenth since last year when a certain person who used to be in office said that he created Juneteenth or that he shed light on Juneteenth or no one knew about Juneteenth until he said something. So we just kind of wanted to fill in the gaps and just really just talk about what it is. So you ready? You got your life together? No, I disturbed your spirit. I want to know who do his lace for it. Because the audacity of him to talk about that he created something that was done before he was even thought about. Who do your lace front, sir? <laughs> Somebody oh, tell God. that man his tracks was showing. Okay, he need to fire his hairstylist. We seen your tracks, sir. If I ever see your tracks, you can't talk to me. And you can't talk nothing about me. Okay, just keep your mouth shut. Oh, goodness. Okay, I feel like I need to reintroduce the topic. <laughs> you upset my spirit it. with that. that. I forgot he even said that. You had got my, you got my spirit unraveled just now. But I'm good now. <clears throat> okay. Just know your tracks were showing and that ain't a good look. Oh, Lord. All right, I'm going to try to <clears throat> reintroduce this topic one more time. <laughs> Alright, I'm going to get right for real. I'm just playing with you. I'm good. 
Alright guys, so as we know, Juneteenth is coming up and we thought it would be a really good idea to just kind of talk about Juneteenth to kind of clarify some things, um, especially because people want it to be about something that it's not about. So, Quee, you're in Texas, right? I am. I am in Texas. What are y'all doing for Juneteenth? So I was really excited because I know like last year with COVID, um, they weren't able to do anything. Um, and so this year they're actually still going to have the Juneteenth parade. And I'm really excited because I get, I'm going to go be a part of that. So that's exciting, especially since Juneteenth was kind of founded because of Galveston. So it's pretty dope, pretty dope situation. Right, right. So I'm glad you said that because for those who don't know, um, Juneteenth is June 19th, but the year that is important or that is the reason why people celebrate Juneteenth now is 1865. So June 19th, 1865, there was a general in the military that kind of rode out to Galveston, Texas, made this announcement to let the enslaved people know that they were actually free because right there was no instagram there was no facebook there was no social media there weren't even telephones maybe and so people did not know that the emancipation proclamation was actually signed and that people um, were no longer supposed to be slaves right slavery had been abolished so this general took it upon himself to go down to Galveston, Texas and make this announcement to essentially re-free the free slaves. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, because technically they were still slaves even though they were legally free, they were still being they were still living as slaves because they didn't know. Right, right. So, another reason why I wanted to talk about this is because some people just in conversations that I've heard, some people think that Juneteenth was when slaves were actually freed, and that's not actually the case, right? So in January of 1865, the legitimate and actual formal Emancipation Proclamation was signed to abolish slavery in general. And then in December of that same year, it was ratified into the Constitution. But I think the reason why people are saying that that's when the slaves were actually free two years after the Emancipation Proclamation was signed is because in 1863, there was like this preliminary document that was out there. Mm -hmm. And in the preliminary document that was signed by the President Abraham Lincoln at the time, that preliminary document did not abolish slavery in general. And that's important to know. All they yeah. did was basically state that any of the Confederate states or any of the territories that were fallen under the Confederacy, they had to free their slaves in 1863. But any Union territories or Union states still could have slaves. So slavery was not actually abolished by law in its entirety until 1865. So I just kind of wanted to clear up that common misconception because people sometimes, um, and I've heard people say, oh, Juneteenth is, you know, two years after slavery was abolished that slaves right. were actually freed. And that's not the case at all. And it wasn't actually abolished until January of 1865, but the word didn't get out to everyone. So this general, I think, I can't exactly remember the general's name, I think it started with the G. 
General Granger. That's what it was. So General Granger. Look at me remembering something from American uh, history. Okay, because I'm over here looking through my notes and I'm like, dang, I don't think I put his name in here. <laughs> my bad. So General Granger kind of rode down to Texas, got us to Texas specifically, made the announcement, and the slaves were like, what? We free? We ain't got to do this no more? All right. Deuces. We out. It sent, well, that was the mind frame. It didn't actually happen like that because where were they going right. to go? Right. Right. <laughs> so slavery was abolished, but. And it's, it's so crazy. It's crazy because we talk about Juneteenth and I don't know if anybody else has watched it, but there's this Netflix um, series called High on the Hog and it basically goes into, I love it because it like. It goes into how African-American food actually shaped American cuisine. And I think it's so dope. If you guys haven't checked it out, please go look at it on Netflix. It's, I think it's about five episodes, maybe about an hour long each. And it's so good because it takes you to a bunch of different prominent areas around the United States where slavery and the enslaved, because we know that you know, a lot of the things that we eat now, they were given to us as scraps. Like that was the parts of the different animals that the the master and his family did not want to eat. So they gave it to the slaves as like, you know, hey, y'all take that, that slop or whatever you want to call it and eat that. But that was what we as black Americans, we use that to feed our families. So it was like really interesting because you don't even, you don't even think about it. And they started out by going back to Africa. Like I didn't even know this and maybe, maybe I'm the only person who did not but I didn't even know that okra didn't even grow on this land at all. Like okra was something that they brought specifically back from Africa. Like, and there's a, like a direct tie saying that there was no okra to be found anywhere in the Americas. Let's revel in this right now, right? Because you said something that was subtle but profound. So I just kind of want to reiterate. You said African-American cuisine shaped American food. Mind blown. And that's really important, guys, because when we visit other countries, all these other countries have staples of food that originated from that country, right? Mm -hmm. No one else can make it like them. Yes. No one else even tries to make it like them because it's just what is there. It's the food of the people. America doesn't exactly have that uniqueness with staples that are American. Right. When people think about American food, Agreed. they typically think about fast food. So Wendy's, McDonald's, Burger King, things like that. That's what they think of. Hot dogs, hamburgers. Exactly. That's exactly the type of things that they think about. However, comma, if you think about the food that is actually cooked in homes across the nation and not like individual things, because every household has their individual recipes and things like that. But. Just like we right. said, like a lot of the things that we eat as um, as a culture, as an ethnicity, as a nation in general, because these foods transcend ethnicities, came from what we had to eat as slaves. So I have a friend who is not black, and he asked me, he goes, why is there this stigma that black people only eat fried chicken or that black people love pig feet or why can black people cook so well? Like these are the questions that he's asking me and I'm looking at him and I'm like, 
I don't want to have to explain this. I don't want to have to even have this conversation right now. But I need people to understand that a lot of the stigmas around food that I guess are focused around African American culture are because we had to make do with what we had. And we had to be extremely creative, right? So let's, let's, sure. let's look at fried chicken just for the sake of argument, right? We were given the scraps of the chicken, didn't have much seasonings. We could get our hands on some flour, maybe a little salt and pepper, if that. But we could definitely get our hands on some flour and we could get our hands on some lard. For sure. And so we could make fried chicken from that, right? We had to jazz it up. Pig feet, that was probably in the scraps, as Quee said, that were given to us because... Don't nobody really want to eat pig's feet. I don't care what they tell you. For sure. For sure. So we had to be inventive. We had to be creative. And then once we were creative and we were inventive, when we had to be inside of, quote unquote, the master's house, we took the things that we were making out in our little huts or whatever, and we kind of jazzed them up to be even more creative in the household. And then guess what? Other people started to like them. And so one of the things in the documentary that really stuck out for me was that we all know that in like the African-American community. Well, let me not just say African-American community in American culture, period. Mac and cheese is like a staple. Right. Even in, you know, non-black households it's like, oh, we got mac and cheese. It don't matter how it's made. We got mac and cheese. But did you know, G, that. Mac and cheese was was popularized by George Washington's personal chef, who was a slave. His name was Hercules. George Washington used to go to Italy where they made mac and cheese. They didn't make mac and cheese, but they made a variation of pasta. He kind of put a spin on it and made mac and cheese. And then they came back to the States. Look at the cultivation. And then he popularized it. You see what I'm saying? Do you see what I'm saying? So I think for me, just learning about Juneteenth, and I didn't really even learn about it until I became like an adult. Because, of course, we know everybody celebrates Fourth of July and Independence Day. Like, they don't talk, they're not going to talk about Juneteenth in school. But I think it's very, it's a very dope moment for African Americans. Like, it's dope. We can celebrate our independence. I mean, not independence, but our freedom, you know, as far as everyone being free, not just some, but everybody. Shout out to General Granger, okay, for pulling up. Okay. <laughs> if any of his family is still out there, thank you. We appreciate you. Texas loves you. I don't know if the whole <laughs> of Texas loves you, but the colored folk in Texas love you. <laughs> for so sure. you said something like, conversations about Juneteenth didn't happen in schools and that it's a good thing that we're able to celebrate being free as African Americans or as previously enslaved people. And I know people are going to come for me on this, but I don't know how I feel about celebrating Juneteenth in the sense that I appreciate acknowledging milestones and I appreciate acknowledging mm -hmm. um, General Granger and, and his wit and gut and gall to travel to Galveston and make this announcement. But what are we actually celebrating? Because that's not the moment that we were actually free. It's just the moment right. that the rest of us found out we were free. Right. For me, shouldn't we also be celebrating January of 1865 when it was actually signed? Should we also be celebrating December of 1865 when it was added to the Constitution? 
I'm glad that we're acknowledging Juneteenth is a, a significant day, but is it a significant day for all of us or a significant day for the people of Texas? Because it happened in Texas, right? Texas was the first state to say, you know what, we're going to celebrate Juneteenth. We're going to make this a holiday in the state, you know? I, and I think, I don't want to take it away. That's not what I'm saying by any means. So don't come for me saying that Jen doesn't believe in Juneteenth or whatever, but we're not actually celebrating our freedom. If we're celebrating Juneteenth, we're just celebrating the acknowledgement in a particular area. I think it's, it's more or less because at that point, a lot of the lower states, so not just Texas. I mean, if you think about it, Texas is a large state. If you ain't ever drove through or been to Texas, honey, I think the mile markers when you're coming from Louisiana started like over a thousand. Okay, just to put that in perspective. But Texas is a huge landmass. So not only just the Texas slaves were freed, but there were still those little backwoods of the state surrounding Texas that did not know they were free as well. So by General Granger coming to Texas, it kind of opened up and spread that word of mouth a lot faster. I think that's more or less what it is, is because mm -hmm. there were still a lot of people that were slaves still, like essentially right. like they didn't know, you know? So I think all of those dates are very important to celebrate, but I think the importance of somebody standing up and saying like, Hey, we got to let them know, like they can hear it out if they want to. And that's what I wanted to get to in this conversation. I wanted to get to, it's the fact that someone stood up and said, everybody doesn't know that this isn't a thing anymore. And so I think another reason why I wanted to talk about this is because I just want people to be educated. Again, not taking anything mm -hmm. away from Juneteenth. I am glad it is being acknowledged. I'm glad people are feeling liberated enough and encouraged enough to celebrate it, mm -hmm. whether it's for its literal significance or for its figurative significance. But I just want us to be educated and empowered at the same time and to know all the right. facts. Because if you ever try to have a conversation with someone and you say, oh, that's when, you know, slaves were set free they're gonna check you right you know what you don't want to happen is for you to be checked on your own history when you're trying to make a point honey and that's a word that's not a good look so <laughs> i'm glad that we're talking about this i'm glad that we're you know just kind of laying down some of the foundational um, information that's needed to have that intellectual no bs don't come for me kind of conversation about Juneteenth. Yeah. And I do. I agree with what you're saying. I think that all of those dates are very relevant as well, not just specifically Juneteenth. Yeah, I agree with that. And shout out to the Blackish episode that came out last year, was it? Yeah, come on. It was a little musical situation. So if you haven't checked out that episode, whatever streaming platform you're on, I think Blackish is on Hulu. I don't even know if I'm supposed to be saying all this, but go ahead and feel free to reach out to us. Anyway, <laughs> definitely go back to see if you can watch that episode because it was a really good episode. It's a good episode to, you know, kind of spark a conversation in your household. Mm -hmm. I agree. I like that show, Blackish. I do too. I do. I think it's very funny because I think a lot of the dynamic, okay, maybe not the professional careers of the parents, but a lot of the dynamics are very spot on for most black families. Not saying every part of it is, not saying that's the case, because I know everybody's a little bit different. But just, I love it. I do. I think it's a nice, well-rounded depiction of the black family. It's kind of like a modern-day Cosby, if you will. And I know, okay, everybody calm down, okay? Don't even 
Don't come for me, because if you come for me, I'm a sin for you, okay? Y'all don't want that. I'm telling you. But I'm just saying, I think that Blackish is a really nice. I, listen, I love the Cosby Show. I did, and I think that Blackish is a nice modern flair right. to that. Listen, I still love the Cosby Show. And again, as Chris said, don't nice. come for either of us. But I just finished watching the Cosby Show a couple of months ago. I literally probably watch all eight seasons once a year. Don't ask me why I know that there are eight seasons. Love it. But I do. I support you. <laughs> I support you. And I stand with you, okay? Yes. But I remember, so this leads us, right, to that conversation that we wanted to have about family. And I can remember growing up and people would criticize us and say, oh, y'all think y'all the Cosby's or something? No, we're the Joneses. Get it right, boo. <laughs> Get it right. <laughs> y'all can't keep up with us. Clearly. No, I'm just joking. I'm just joking. <laughs> and I, I knew that was supposed to be an insult, but to me, it wasn't an insult because I feel like we... Not that we identified with the Cosby, but it was it was a more realistic like representation of mm -hmm. what I knew a family to be. Yeah, growing up, and I realized as an adult that that's very different from what the majority of ethnic I don't even want to say ethnic backgrounds because I feel like it's it's everybody. Yeah, I was about to say that because you'd be surprised how they how the world depicts and capitalizes on non-people of color having this perfect household with a mom and a dad and the, but that's not the case for a lot of people when we're talking about capitalizing on um or manipulating the view of how ethnic or urban neighborhoods look compared to non-ethnic or non-colored neighborhoods look. It's so crazy. There's this system in this country that will always make other people look better than us, even though they're experiencing the exact same things. Like I remember reading a study and I think there was like a nine or 10% difference in the percentage of African-American households that weren't a two-parent household and non-African-American households, i.e. Caucasian households, that were not two-parent households. Like 10% or less difference. And right. when we see depictions in the media, or when we hear things in the media, it's always referred to as, not always, but most of the time, it's, you know, deferred to as this is a black thing mm. like it's so far removed from everybody else and that's not the case at all but anyway going back to family because <laughs> that's a whole nother episode and tangent that can happen but yeah the cosby show was definitely um not an insult for me and i knew it was meant to be an insult but blackish is definitely like you said the modern day cosby show yeah I appreciate family in a much different way than I did when I was younger. I will say that it means something completely different for me now than it did even a year ago. The definition of family is so far removed from what it was yeah. a year ago. Yeah. It's crazy. And I think like, just for me, I, I kind of always like to reflect back and I think and you know what I hate is because as you get older, you lose a lot of those memories that were really like at the front of your mind. I used to love and not go lie. I felt pretty bougie, too. 
<laughs> Making that trip a couple of times a year as a family to New York. I love that. Like, and all be crammed in grandma's house. You know, not that grandma's house was small by any means, but just all being under one roof and like being able to celebrate that. That always, I low-key think that that's like the blueprint for my, what I want my family and my household to look like as I get married and have kids and all that thing. Like, I just, I love that. I love that. I definitely love those memories as well of all of us just kind of being together, whether it was, you know, here in New York or whether it was in South Carolina. And we haven't migrated to Texas yet to have those moments, but, um, I definitely gang gang. <laughs> Texas all the way. <laughs> no, ma'am. Uh, don't you um, haven't experienced it though? I know, but you were just a little too excited to have all of us there, like all the time. I don't. I don't want it. I don't want it. I don't like. You it. disrespectful, but we'll talk about that offline, okay? Why am I always disrespectful? Okay. Cause you are. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I, I remember those times. I love those times. I cherish those times. And for me, family is still very much like our unit. Mm-hmm. Like for anybody who knows us, when our immediate family rolls out, we are 25 to 30 deep. Easily. Easy. Why is that Easily. a thing? Easily. Easily. And it's not even people. I think people just know if you're going to invite us we're probably going to come with more people than you invited listen, originally. Listen. And not because we're bringing extra people, because it's just all of us. Like, it's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. It's seven of us, seven or eight of us, and it's seven or eight of y'all. But then we either have spouses or the best friends that come with us, and those are still all family. And listen, then we got the aunts that come listen, with us. Let me tell you listen. something. Being engaged and having this conversation with the man that I want to spend the rest of my life with about a wedding and talking about doing it small because listen I don't really want to have a wedding low-key high-key I don't have a wedding right he wants a wedding you don't understand my immediate family meaning we're not talking about second fourth fifth cousins we just talking about like my uncle and aunt's children that's that's my immediate family that's 50 people easily like mm-hmm. when you think about just our just us two, Jen, like just just right here, that's easily twenty people. My mom's right. brothers, sister, when you add their kids in, that's easily fifty people already. We had a hundred people already. Right. <laughs> I don't know how you just went from fifty to hundred. Because Ke- <laughs> because Kevin's family setup is very similar. Mm, gotcha. We at even if you just do a media family. We already got a hundred people. Mm-hmm. Stop playing with me. Ain't nothing small about a hundred person wedding. A hundred small wedding is twenty people. But listen, that hundred person isn't even friends. <sighs> it's not even coworkers. It's not even the second, third, or fourth cousins. It's not the great aunts. Listen. It's not the grandmother. You get what I'm saying. So you understand. I get what you're saying. So mm-hmm. that I think that's why it's like that family dynamic that I just, I love it. Y'all better have a Zoom wedding. Listen, we finna hit up, we finna <laughs> go to the courthouse. Stop playing with me. <laughs> if you listen to this, stop playing with me. Let's just do it. We can worry about all that later. We ain't gonna worry about it though, because I ain't gonna worry about it. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. 
Mm-mm. You gonna give him his wedding? Only if you plan it, okay? Because I don't want to be a part of it. I don't want to do. Only if who you plans it? listen. I I told him. I said you and my mama want a wedding so bad. Y'all get together. Y'all plan it. Tell me where I need to be at what time. I bring the dress and the bad girls and the bad dresses. You know what I'm saying? My besties. They gonna be in the role reversal. My besties gonna be in the building looking bad. That's all we can do. That's all I'm gonna do. <laughs> Just tell me where to show up, what time, what the color scheme is. I'm gonna get everything. Y'all handle it. Right. You want me to have an updo? You want me to be down and flowy? What you want? At least I'm not planning no wedding. <sighs> you see what I'm saying? You see what I'm saying? I guess y'all having a cookout. <laughs> <laughs> y'all gonna have a good old Texas whole dog. I'm available for that. That mean I could get toe up. A Texas hoe I can get toe up in cowboy boots. I got a hat of spurs and a hat. I'm I'm available. Oh, Lord, what did I just create? Listen, I'm having my neighbor, Dale, come put a hog on the on the log out here. Girl, I'm available. Shout out to Dale. Listen. Dale, shout out to good neighbors. Listen, if you ain't got a Dale, get you one. Because my neighbor, Dale, he going to step, period. All the time. Listen, so this is off topic. But I remember <laughs> last summer, I was like staying at your parents' house for a little bit. And... Dale comes over and he's like, uh, do you know whose car this is? And I'm like, no. He's like, well, I don't either. And it's been there all day and no one's in it and it doesn't have tags on it. I'm about to call the police. I'm about to find out whose car this is. Me, I, I hadn't even been outside all day, so I didn't even know that there was a car there. Dale was not having it. Dale went and knocked on everybody's door until he found out whose car that was and he stood outside until they moved that car into someone's driveway listen and i know what y'all thinking because y'all thinking dale is like the over policing neighbor that's not it the thing is dale need to know what's going on so he know how to pop off do we need to call the cops do i need to grab my shotgun what needs to do i need to call my sons he need to know what's going on <laughs> so he can shut it down you hear me right all listen. the way no questions asked Get you a Dale. You gotta have a Dale. Cause he gonna do the illegal stuff with you and the legal stuff. He gonna call the cops and also pop the Glock. Okay, he available for it all. <laughs> I'ma invite Dale. We done got off topic again. Dang, you got me thinking about this wedding though. That's not a bad idea. Having a hoedown? Just have a cookout. Like, legit. Just not a potluck. Cause I don't even, I don't eat everybody. Don't food. disrespect me talking about no potluck. I don't even go to potlucks. Hello. Because I know I don't go to them. I don't entertain the thought because what I'm not going to do is pick cat hair out of the pasta salad because your cat was sitting on top of your counter. That is nasty. That is undamn sanitary. No tea, no shade, but I had a coworker made tamales for the for the for the branch for our Christmas party, honey, and I unfolded it and it was a dog head in there and I was like, and that's why I don't do potlucks right there. This is why I eat before a pop. This is why I eat before I go over anything. No, you try to be okay. No, the real reason, the real reason I eat before I go over people's house is because I'm vegan. Don't use that as an excuse. There's not always food that I can eat. Shout out to people who are accommodating to vegans, though. I love y'all. Hey, Lisa. My mama do be trying. She don't know nothing about veganism, but she be really trying. Do you hear me? (laughs) And I appreciate her. She just be hitting my little heart, spirit. She she may text me, she may call me. She be like, "What about this? What about this?" But I appreciate it. She her. be trying. I do. She love y'all. She she love oh, all her love vegan her and too. vegetarian babies. Listen, she be trying her hardest. 
See, for a quick moment, I really just meant, I really just thought you meant that she loved me, but then you included. No, 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 no. Wait a minute. Hold on. Hold on. Now, I ain't even going to speak about it on this podcast because I ain't even going to put her business out like that. But let me tell you, Lisa, Lisa definitely loves you. Sometimes I think she loves you more than she loves me. Lies. That's uh-uh, a lie. Girl. That's a uh-uh, lie. Girl, I refer back to your last statement. You were staying in her house last summer. Child, Lisa won't let me stay at her house. When you going home? After a few days. Okay. <laughs> but see, Lisa wasn't there. Even if she ain't there, why you in my house? <laughs> you see what I'm saying? You see what I'm saying? Mm. I love you, Mama. I know you're gonna listen. Listen, we had I'm a, apo- we had extenuating circumstances. I'm gonna apologize now for calling you Lisa because I feel like I'm gonna get a black eye when you hear this and see me. Oh snap! I'm apologizing. Too. I'm sorry. We love Maybe you. We should just edit it out because I ain't trying to die. We okay. gonna edit it out because I <laughs> gonna edit it out. We gonna edit a whole lot out because I called her Lisa about fifty-seven, eleven times. <laughs> Never. It's alright, Mama. I know your weak spot now. I'll fight you. I be lying. I be lying. That's the that's the sweet blueberry talking. I got your back. I got your back, Auntie. She ain't gonna do nothing. I'm scared, so of course I'm not. It, girl, we all off topic. You just gotta hit it in the back of the kneecap. She gonna fall hard one good time on one knee, bust a kneecap. She ain't Who gonna get back up. Who kneecap you talking about? Yours. And that's why she, I think she love you sometimes <laughs> more than she love me. You feel what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> what I say last episode? I choose violence. Dang, you sure you ain't her child? I may as well. She choose violence too. That's why I'm gonna leave her alone. You know what I'm saying? No, she now chooses violence vicariously through the rest of us. She ain't won't that choose crazy. violence. Herself. Ain't that crazy how that worked out? She'll choose a diplomatic approach. You know that TikTok, see, this is why we can't. You know that TikTok where they um they they talk about like, oh, what they say? I now I can't remember. Oh, like if you come in for like the nice spouse and then they bust oh, yeah, out the door. Don't don't talk to her. Talk to me. I talk back. Yeah, right. That's, that's definitely right. my mama, y'all. Now, oh, that my ain't gonna put her business out there. But listen, we not listen. gonna do it because I got a store. We not gonna do it. We gonna do it, but just don't do it, girl. Don't I'm gonna do, do it. it. Listen, old Lisa. <laughs> if she locked down on you, it's over. She don't do that no more now. She now she just called the baby Rottweilers. Okay, we pull up. Just imagine a Rottweiler, a Great Dane, a pit bull, a monster truck, a Tyrannosaurus Rex, and get you a Dale all in one. That was Lisa back in the Yo. day. Look, she said she don't need to do all that because she got it covered now. I'm gonna tell you who the scariest one out of all of us is though. Zeke. I'm telling y'all. Y'all can play with me all y'all want. Y'all not Zeke come is Zeke. <laughs> Zeke is so my listen. Since we're talking about family, I'm gonna talk about my crazy family, right? My little brother is so low key, y'all. I don't think I've ever seen Zeke very upset. Like I don't think I've ever seen him mad. Like I've seen him a little bit annoyed, but I've never seen him mad. And that's what's scary, cause y'all, that brother there is a monster. Zeke is the type of person that he'll be in a conversation with you and he'll be like, boy. Man, that made me so mad, and then he'll just walk away and disappear. But you don't even know, like, and you can't even tell that he was mad. That's let me tell you, them the crazy folk, the people you can't tell that's mad. See, when I get mad, you know, because I'm like a Tasmanian devil. I'm shutting it all down. Ain't nobody doing nothing. Ain't nobody moving. Ain't nobody talking. Ain't nobody doing nothing. But when you can't even, the mood don't even shift, and that person is pissed off to the highest level of pissivity. That's it, y'all. He crazy. I'm telling y'all, that little Uh, thing crazy. 
And he and he low key pint size too, so he looked like he ain't gonna do much damage. He's all the way pint right? size. He's like a mini Hulk. Right? He the chocolate Hulk. Y'all don't come for Zeke, please. Because then if you come for Zeke, let me tell you what's gonna happen. First of all, Zeke gonna do whatever craziness he gonna do, but then you gotta deal with the rest of us. See, then Molly gonna come because you done pissed off her little brother. And then Quisha gonna come because you done pissed both of them off. And then once she pissed off, then the parents pissed off. And see, that's when I'm gonna react, when the parents get pissed off. Because they can handle themselves, the three of them. But when the parents get pissed off, then they call in reinforcements. And then I'm gonna come in and I'm gonna talk you to death. And just when you think you've had enough, I'm gonna keep talking. So and that's hard. the thing. That'd be the worst of the worst of the worst. The talk to death, okay? <laughs> After you've been beat up, dragged down, you wanna be talked to death? You don't mm -hmm. want that. Yeah, one day. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's like when you're little and you know you did something that deserves for your behind to get whooped. You got the one parent that's just gonna come in swinging, and the other parent that's just gonna talk. Let me ask you, which parent was that in your household? Because I could never pin that down. Listen to me, both my parents oh. swing. Dang. And then, and then my dad talks. Damn. And talks. <laughs> did you hear the damn? And talks. And then, if he's triggered in the midst of the conversation, you get him beat again. And then we gotta have a follow up conversation. <laughs> Just beat me. And Listen, leave me if there's one thing them Jones slash Porter's gonna do is talk you to death, okay? They gonna talk. Dang, that's crazy. I they never knew that. Talk. See, you know who the abuser is in my house. <laughs> mm hmm. We got it from both angles. See, Linda, that's my mama. She's not going to do much talking. I can see that. Did you think that was a smart thing to do? Well, you were wrong. Come here. And that's that. You're that. just going to get beat. I can see that. Mm -hmm. Shout out to Aunt Linda. And then we're not going to talk to each other for a couple of hours. We're just not going to do it. Because there's nothing that needs to be said. You need to recuperate. She need to recuperate. See, dad wants an explanation. Dad wants you to write sentences. Then get beat. Then have a conversation. And again, if he's triggered, you're going to write more sentences and you're going to get beat again. <laughs> and then another conversation. This is why I stayed out of trouble. It didn't take but one good time, two good, nope, two good times for me to get shown the light. For me to not have to see it Was again. it the light because you understood what you did wrong? Or was it like the Lord? You was almost home. No, it was the <laughs> Lord calling me to the pearly gates. That's exactly what it was. It was no understanding. Nothing needed to be understood, right? I don't need to understand why it's wrong. He just told me no and I did it anyway. Well, I saw the Lord reach out his hand. Come my child. <laughs> and just when I was going to grab it. Ronald started talking. <laughs> <laughs> and the Lord said, nope, your punishment isn't over yet. Listen, that's real, though. <laughs> Let me tell you, I had did. I ain't going to tell y'all what I did, but I had got in trouble. And my mom told me, you can either tell me what you did or you could tell your dad what you did. You got to the end of the weekend to do it. Oh, I'm choosing Lisa. Low key, I thought that was the best answer. I did. I didn't go with that, though. My gut said tell just tell mama get the beat down over y'all can get back to normal y'all i waited all the way till sunday and tried to have a conversation with my dad mm -mm. it was the i am so dis <laughs> and i did it like right before bed it was the i'm so disappointed in you and this is why for me 
Shout out to my uncle, but uh. Uh-uh. Then let me tell you after that. After we done sitting here and I'm like, you know, nodding like head about to hit the hit the hit the top of the table at my desk right in my room. Yeah, boom, the door open. And why you wait so uh-uh. late? Y'all, why I still get a beat down too? <laughs> that was the general, that was the enforcer. <laughs> she said you took up too much of her time. Now you done disturbed her husband's spirit on a Sunday before their week is about to start. You deserve You know her. Down. You must know her because that's exactly what she said. That's what she has said. It is. Is it really? It is. is it really? <laughs> you got him in here taking away our time before we reset for the week. And with the shenanigans, <laughs> well, you should have just told me on Friday. <laughs> then why you even give me the option? And, you know, I said that and that was being a smart ass. So y'all already know what happened after that. <laughs> y'all know i did not learn how to roll my eyes properly until i was 17 but for whatever reason my mama said i rolled my eyes my whole life i don't even know you know what i'm saying why you just didn't tell her you had a lazy eye she didn't care because in her mind she knew that was me even if it didn't look right it wasn't right it was all wrong she knew that was me rolling my eyes so therefore <laughs> she was gonna get me right y'all know what i'm saying gotcha I think I learned to just look away when people were talking to me because my eyes. That was my eye roll. That was my eye roll. I just looked away. She talking and I look away. That was that was me rolling my eyes. Apparently. See, your mistake was that you looked to the side. You just have to look down because then it makes it look like you're sad. You just gotta see when you look to the side preemptively. The hand is raising because they already know. One day she she knocked them and they were still rolling. Twenty minutes later, because she had clear. Mess my stuff up. I was discombobulated. They had I to couldn't reset. even refocus some things. Mm-hmm. Listen, but seriously though, like I th- I think about our family and the experiences that we got to have, like by having a two parent household. Can you tell me if it was like this for you? Like in my inner circle in school, I was the only black kid that had a two parent household. Was that your experience? No. Oh, that's so unfortunate for me, not for you. So growing up in New York, all of my friends. I can't think of a single person that did not. Oh no, there there may have been one or two, but the majority of us all were two parent households. And then when we moved to South Carolina, I don't really know because the majority of my friends were not black. So I don't really, and, and the ones that were, we weren't close enough for me to like, be involved in your family so i don't know if they had a two-parent household i can think of a couple that i knew their parents were together but the majority of my friends were white and a lot of them had two-parent households not all so yeah growing up for me most of my black friends were like of not of two-parent households so i think for me for a little while that caused a disconnect you know like from the people that I was kind of close to because on the outside, you know, they're like, oh, you think you all that? Cause you, I, I had somebody say that to me one time. You think you all that? Cause your mom and your dad in your house and they show up to your events to support you. I'm like, no, I don't think I'm all that. I think that's normal. The fuck? <laughs> <laughs> so I remember someone told me one time that of course we got the Cosby jokes, right? Of course we got the family matters jokes. Of course we were, told that we thought we were better than people and bougie blah 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 blah, right but I remember a couple of times in my life where people have said oh you've got black privilege and it was so one of the times was because I grew up in a two-parent household another time was because all of us went to college and another time were because my parents were still together and I was like black privilege 
first of all, that's not even a real thing. Let's just stop that. Second of all, even if it is a real thing, why is it seen as a privilege just because I have two parents in the household? You don't know what's going on in that household. That household could have been completely dysfunctional. You don't know what the situation was just because I had two parents and they had physical addresses in the same house. I don't understand why that classifies as something of black privilege and not just my experience. That's so weird. Black privilege. Wow. I never, I never heard that. And I was told that by a black person. The crazy thing is most of the things that were, most of the comments that were meant to be condescending were told to me by black people. I agree because the same thing about, oh, you think you all that, that came from a black girl. Mm -hmm. And I didn't, I didn't think I was all that. I mean, because honestly, I mean, you are, I but that's not the point. Period. Okay. But I think like my, my story and how my two parent household became wasn't perfect. I mean, I don't know if, you know, most people, it doesn't matter because it did. My dad is not my biological father. He's the only father I've ever known, mm -hmm. you know, but he's not my biological father. And I knew that because my, my dad tried to foster a relationship with my biological father for me, you know, and that never did pan out. No hard feelings. I moved past that. So I didn't feel like I was all of that in a bag of chips either. Mm -hmm. Y'all can tell how old I am by that by that statement. All that in the bag of chips, okay? <laughs> <laughs> I took I took you back. I took you back. I did. No, you were just disrespectful when you said that the listeners can tell how old you are by that statement. I'm not old, but I identified with that statement. No, I'm saying like as if we're not like twenty. Lies. We are. Okay, honey, because I'm fine. I'm big fine. Y'all, you mean? Hello. Listen, I seen a TikTok the other day and it was like, <laughs> let me tell you, it had me crying laughing because it was like, oh, what year you were born in? And the person was like 2000 and, and the guy said, and you still going, my guy? <laughs> Wait, I got to tell you a story now, completely off topic. So my cousin, who, you know, from New York, um, she went and I'm sorry, Toronto, I got to put your business out there right now. She <laughs> Y'all, she, she fine, too. She chocolate fine. Yes, honey. Yes, Godiva. Okay, so she told me this story that happened to her not that long ago where she went into a liquor store. And she was buying, you know, her goodness or whatever. And the guy asked her for ID. So she shows the guy her ID. He takes a really quick look at it and says, okay, you're good. And she's like, but you didn't even look at it. He said, oh, but I saw a 19 at the beginning of the year, so I know you old enough. <laughs> Y'all cannot see her face right now. <laughs> but she is looking off to the side as if that guy is standing right next to her. Queen, is that not disrespectful? It's, it's the blatant disrespect for me, okay? <laughs> Honey, I would have knocked some shit over on my way out there, store. I would have knocked all that shit off the counter. And every time I think about this story, I cannot stop laughing because... That is legit. Like, that's real life. That is our real life right now. Because we were born in 19-something. Yeah, because Zeke, because Zeke was born in 2000. And, like, he'll be 21 this year. Damn. Yo. Zeke is listen. a grown man. Don't get, uh-uh. That's my baby. Zeke that is my baby. fine, boy. 
Don't talk about my brother like that. That's a fine male specimen. Y'all raised him right. We did. He is raised right, okay? Child, get you a Zeke. Get you a Dale and get you a Zeke in your life. If that's what you went to. If it ain't. That's some country way. boys. Let me tell you something about country boys. <laughs> you may think you don't want a country boy. You want a little bit in your life. Just a little bit. In some capacity. They need to be a friend. They need to be a relative. They need to be a whoever. In some capacity, everybody needs a country boy in their life. I can't wait for Zeke to get married and me to be able to tell that story about one of his classmates and her mama. Uh-uh. Me and my mama was at one of Zeke's football games. And she goes, excuse me, are you Zeke's mama? <laughs> and my mom, she turns around. She's like, yeah, I am. You know, she automatically thinking the word. She's like, child, what this child done did? Now I got to beat his ass when we get home. I could tell. See, I'm, I was at that age where I could tell. Like, my mama was like going already to what I got to beat his ass for now. Mm-hmm. And she was like, did you know this was Zeke's mama? And so said to her daughter, which was Zeke's classmate. And she was like, yeah, mama, I told you that was Zeke's mama there. And so she was like, y'all, Zeke is so sweet. That Zeke is so sweet. Y'all really raised him right. Y'all raised that boy right because he is so sweet. The daughter goes on and, yeah, Zeke is so sweet. He got manners. He'll help anybody out. And I'm like, <laughs> y'all. Iva, South Carolina, me and mama sitting down here on this football field. And these two girls, are these two, well, a lady and a girl are going off about how sweet my brother Zeke is. And how he would help anybody and do anything for anybody. It just made my heart smile. Because I'm like, listen, that's my brother. Get you a Zeke. That's all I'm going to say. Hashtag get you a Zeke. Can we just take a quick time out and discuss the quickness in which that replicated accent from Iva just came out of her? Did you guys hear I ain't the from switch? Iva. Don't disrespect me because I ain't Do from you Iva. You got I'm me not disrespecting up. you. I'm talking about um, the talent that it took to come from the depths of your soul with that super country accent. Because there's a difference between southern and country accents. There's a big come on. difference. Right now, you have a southern accent, but what you did moments ago, that was country. That's Zeke's mama. <laughs> Zeke is so sweet. He'll do anything for anybody. That's country. Y'all got it? Y'all got it? Don't get it confused, ladies and gentlemen. My northerners, that's what it was. So don't call. Listen, Molly, the first time we came to New York, when she was of speaking age, we went to the Soul Circus in New York City. Marlena Jones got on the mic at that circus and said, my name's Marlena Jones and I'm from South Carolina. That's country. <laughs> That's country. That That's country. That's country. Mm -hmm. sure is. It's kind of like for us in New York, like we can tell, well, most of us can tell. Like, people from the Bronx, like certain areas of the Bronx, you have a certain accent. Mm -hmm. Certain areas of Queens, you have a certain accent. Mm -hmm. Certain areas of Brooklyn, you have a certain accent. Y'all, certain areas of the South, there are different accents. Some of the time, you can't even understand them. Love Dale. Can't understand a damn word Dale's saying half the time. But he got a good heart. He means well. And he will have your back. <laughs> and some fried chicken and bags of collard greens if you need it. Just saying. Thanks, Dale. Girl, let me tell you. Okay, I know you probably ain't gonna put this in, but there was one time. Honey, I was ain't none of this table. going in. We ain't even talking about the stuff we're supposed to be talking about. We. 
we we are we talking about family. You can put in clips of the family. Get you a Zeke. That could be a hashtag under the post. Get That's you be a happy. Zeke. Yes. Listen, Dale was sitting at the table and having a whole conversation with Mama and them. I ain't hear one word. Do you hear me? I ain't know <laughs> what the hell he was talking about. But they was nodding and, and uh-huhing. And you know, uh you gotta be kidding. I ain't know what the hell he was talking about. I felt like you know how um how back in cartoons how they hit somebody over the head and the little mm-hmm, mm-hmm. go around it. That was me. I didn't understand what was going on. Well, you know, Lisa country like that. Yeah, I know. So she understood. They speak Dale. Yeah. I think I think George just nods a lot of the time. Nah, see, I thought so too, but no, he speak it too. He speak it. He's fluent in Dale? Yes. Yes. I mean, I guess it's kind of like talking to children when they first learn how to talk. You know how everybody doesn't understand them, but the more you spend time around them, you begin to understand what they're trying. No, no, No. nothing. All right. Mm -mm. Thank you. Next. (laughs) Get you a Zeke. Get you a Dale. Hashtag fluent in Dale. (laughs) I'm writing all of these hashtags down. They will be underneath the next post. Hey guys, thanks again for tuning in to this week's episode. Make sure you follow us on all social media platforms at Talkspace with Jen and Queen. And remember, we're here for all of it, but let's tell the truth. We'll talk to you guys in two weeks.